You are listening to the Enterprise Ireland Evolve UK podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Enterprise Ireland Evolve UK podcast series. On this week's episode, Senior Market Advisor for the UK, Sean Long, speaks with Jerry Reynolds of Takumi Precision around the current state of the aerospace sector in Ireland. They also speak about Jerry's other role, which is Chairman of Emerald Aero Group, which is a group or a cluster of about 10 to 12 Irish-based SMEs who've collaborated to target the primes in the aerospace sector. Emerald Aero Group is a shining example of how Irish companies can collaborate to succeed in foreign markets, and each company in that group have seen great success and growth prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and please do subscribe to the Enterprise Earn Evolve UK podcast on your favourite podcast platform. Welcome, Jerry Reynolds. Uh, this is Sean Long from Enterprise Island, and uh, welcome from Enterprise Island. This is part of the Evolve UK podcast series, and today we'll be talking to Jerry Reynolds, who's the MD and owner of Takumi Precision Engineering, and also the chairman of Emerald Aero Group. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you, Sean. Uh, just before we uh, have a bit of a chat with Jerry about what's happening uh, with Emerald Aero Group. Uh, just set the scene a little bit obviously today we're going to talk in the main around uh, activities in the aerospace and aviation sector and as most people can appreciate that's having a difficult time at the moment uh, what with the aviation travel almost being very restrained certainly on long-haul flights down 90-95% and short-haul flights down as much as 80% whereas cargo fleets have increased its utilisation, but overall um, they also use the passenger airlines for belly cargo, so they're finding it at times difficult as well. This has obviously had a knock-on knock effect on the aerospace uh, manufacturers, the, the Bombardiers, the Boeings, the Airbuses, and all the tier ones and integrators, where some of the aerospace schedules have dropped as much as a third, a half down on what they were prior to COVID, when it had a very buoyant order book and very buoyant growth year on year. And also you've had uh, issues aside from COVID with Boeing on the MAX 737. And there's definitely been a move to the more, the, the narrow body, smaller planes, which are becoming more popular. Uh, the, uh, the larger planes during this time uh, are less economical and obviously reduced air travel. That's all affecting uh, maintenance and repair operations. So. The industry at the moment is in a difficult time, although the industry will recover eventually, both aerospace and aviation. And it's really um, how the supply chains are, are working during these times. So with that point, uh, I'd like to uh, bring Jerry online just to discuss um, Emerald Aero Group and uh, what Emerald Aero Group do, who they are. Jerry Reynolds, can I just uh, start with you just for the benefit of the listeners today, could you explain how Emerald Aero Group came about and, and who you are? Yeah, the Emerald Aero Group is a cluster of um, 10 to 12 manufacturing companies, SME manufacturing companies here in Ireland. Um, I suppose the bond that brought us together was our, our common appetite to, to seek out new opportunities in the aerospace manufacturing market. More, more specifically, that, that's the, the build of, of new aircraft and how we as sub-suppliers could, could complement that, that activity. Problem that we faced was that, it, you know, a lot of uh, sub-supply companies grow initially domestic, you know, find market initially domestically here within Ireland and then pivot out internationally. 
Um, the challenge we found from the outset was that there's very little heritage of aerospace manufacturing of aircraft build here in, 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 in Ireland. So we were faced with that challenge of having to go abroad to find business. Albeit that um, certain members of the cluster had been lucky enough to um, be engaged with Bombardier in Belfast and had been reasonably successful in winning business with Belfast and wanted to leverage that opportunity to win more business for uh, the cluster members in Belfast and to kind of you know uh, leverage that experience then and go out into the world and um, and, and find new business. And that, that was that was the real catalyst in bringing us together, that we felt that we could do that, go on that journey better together as a group rather than individually. That, that's great. And and obviously, I've travelled with you sometimes on the road, part of Enterprise Island here, covering aerospace and aviation. So I've seen that trust develop between the member client companies, which is, is fantastic to see. And, you know, you, you, you've worked and shared the work uh, where it makes sense and delivered to customers. Um, from a, an Irish government enterprise island point of view, it's probably a little bit of an unusual journey that we've in the past supported directly a cluster and a cluster funding. Can you explain your experience how that's worked with Enterprise Island, you know, formalising the cluster and the support and funding around that? Yeah, well, I suppose, first of all, you have to look at the market and, and, and where we were going to, you know, it's it's not um, not everybody knows this, but there, and I didn't know it when I started out, but there's only four manufacturers of, of uh, commercial aircraft in the world. There's Boeing centered around USA, USA. You have Airbus driving the European market. You have Embraer, who are based in Brazil and have a certain amount of work in Portugal. And you have Bombardier, which were primarily a Canadian company with, with bases in obviously in Northern Ireland. And all of these companies, th these four main primes are supported by, by tier one companies throughout the world. It really is a global industry. Um, so what brought us together and, and, and you know, we, we we engaged a, a, a business expert who, who had contacts and knowledge of of the of, of the industry to, to go set up meetings for us and, and advise us on what, what what shows to do. But it was at those initial shows that that the bonds first um, developed. And I, I remember being really struck. You know, quite a few of the companies are precision engineering, metal cutting companies, and you might have five or six of us at a show, and two or three might be wandering around and and it was it was actually unique a unique experience to find yourself selling a competitor's product because you know after the potential client had 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 a conversation about say my own business takumi i might then find find myself explaining to him what what donlock did or what tnt precision did or what jim lanan's business did and how we were all subtly different and how we all made an offering into into uh, eag uh, and we were doing that simply because the other guys had gone for a walk around the show to explore. But it, it was quite a, a unique experience to find yourself selling what was really a competitor's business at an international show. And and we've all done it for each other, you know. And and uh, collectively, I guess we we just make that make a bigger bang. And and, and um, you know, we've learned that while we might compete domestically for you know whatever bit of business is on the island of Ireland, once we go offshore, we have to collaborate and we have to come across as the sum of the parts in order to attract the attention of these big players, these tier ones and these primes that build aircraft. 
And I think that's, that's a key point with certainly when I've been traveling with the group, uh, that, that collaboration abroad has, has been fantastic. And, and if we look at the growth prior to uh, the pandemic lockdown, I mean, uh, the companies you may, uh, mentioned in the group, which are plastics, metals and have been composites uh, in, in the past, you all have something uh, additional to add and, and work together. And, and whereas you would have been across a variety of industries like medtech, engineering, auto, off-highway, um, aerospace, undoubtedly prior to lockdown, you've seen um, you know, some great growth there through the hard work. Did you want to explain as a group how you've grown? Because you know, I think that's important to demonstrate how that collaboration was working. How's that grown uh, prior to lockdown in the aerospace industry? I would say that the companies were growing an average rate of 15 to 20 percent per, per annum for the for the three or four years up to um, 2020. And if you compound that that kind of growth, it means that a lot of the companies have, have, have effectively doubled over 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 four four to five years in in size. And and uh, I suppose we we did and most of that growth, not all of it, because we we are spread across a diverse sector. But it would be true to say that most of that growth was around the aerospace industry. And one of the reasons we took the aerospace industry is that it's it, it's quite an easy uh, industry to scale. And there's longevity in the contracts. What you find on, on on medical device also, as you go from prime to prime, you know, different primes in in even in the orthopedic field will be subtly different in how they make their hips and their knees and their instruments and and the type of regulatory affairs control that they want to impose on 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 their supply chain. Whereas we found amazing commonality across the aerospace primes, and that. I think it's a, it's a quite a mature industry. The the in the, the engineering is locked down. It's over a hundred years old. So we built the, mankind has been building airplanes for a hundred years. And you know, Boeing parts, Bombardier parts, and airports parts. Guess what? They don't look an awful lot different. And the, and the controls, while there is subtle differences, the manufacturing methods are common. You know, if you're looking to scale a business. You need you need to scale it around around common common engineering and common parts and and that's one that's one of the reasons we we, we embrace the uh, the aerospace model and it was one of the the, the, the primary drivers be, be behind the growth of the companies up to up to uh, what I call um, BC BC it's not before Christ anymore it's before Corona you know so <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean sharing best practice I mean. Obviously, some of the successes with with you guys, where you're already very successful, as you mentioned, uh, within other sectors, uh, working in the aerospace side, you, um, the companies really did embrace the the new standards in that in, industry. I know Emerald Aero Group companies will have sought SC21 certification through working with the ADS Group, uh, which has been very supportive, along with Bombardier and Collins. Aerospace, which have helped mentor you and have been very complimentary. And I know GKN Aerospace have been very complimentary about uh, the work you've been doing and how quickly you've adapted and 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 got the standards uh, like AS9100. So sharing best practices has been key. And I think it's not just with the customer groups. You've been you've been uh, working with other clusters. Jerry, I remember uh, we we joined basically like-minded competitive supply chain companies on the Isle of Man uh, a year and a half ago and you got up and, and explained to them uh, how you're working. Do you want to just say that was just peer-to-peer -peer learning, wasn't it? 
It was, and it, it was, I suppose it was, you know, I, I, I think at the time of the Isle of Man, um, EAG had really only been together as an entity for two to three years, and, and, and we really felt you know, that we were the Johnny-come-latelys of, of the industry. Um, but there was quite a learning experience for myself in, in, in you know, because when I outlaid formally and informally at, at the presentations in that meeting, the type of collaboration that was going on in, in EAG that, yeah, we were going to shows and I always say those overseas shows with what we have come to call uh, sleepovers, they built up the trust, you know, the, the, the human to human trust where you had, you know, you, you had prime movers, you had managing directors, owner managers of these Irish SMEs turning from you know, anything from 1 million to 10 million uh, turnover, you know, spending time together, breaking bread with, with each other, having a few beers together, each other, building up a bit of a, a rapport uh, and, and trust. And once that rapport and trust was there, do you know what started to happen then? We started offloading a bit of work to each other so that when you had a manufacturing bottleneck, when you had a machine down, when you took on a job that didn't quite suit your competence, you had to trust in your in, in your comrade to, to, to within the AG to take that work on in your on your behalf and sometimes that saves you having to go out and buy a machine in a panic. Um, we have a WhatsApp group there where you see guys looking for tooling or measuring gear or, or looking to pool resources on, on capital equipment and, and at that event in the Isle of Man what emerged was that rather than being the Johnny come lately is that we really had a, a model going which was the envy of a lot of the other, what I would have called more mature clusters, who, who, who were really just informal groups of companies who came together and, and, and you know, m might see each other at shows, but you know, weren't working as closely together. And, and, and you, know, the, the, you know, that culture of collaboration, you know, when you dug under the skin, it, it really wasn't there in, the other, in many of the other clusters, whereas uh, a lot of the, 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 the leaders of the clusters, the other clusters, were quite, quite complimentary on, 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 on the real engagements that was happening within uh, EAG. It's really good to, good to experience, I suppose. It was a little bit of a pat on the back or a bit of reassurance that we were on the, on the right road. I mean, that's great. I mean, I know the peer-to-peer -peer sort of side, but that was very interesting for you guys to get together. And, uh, you know, perhaps normally, you're, if you've got a customer in the room, you'll, you'll stand there in an orderly line with a business card. So this was minus customers. So it gave you a bit of peer-to-peer -peer time. I think also uh, it's probably worth pointing out how much Emerald Aero Group has worked with some of the trade associations and networks. I know, for example, Wales Aerospace, we've had quite a few... Uh, uh, Island Wales exchanges. We've done the same with uh, Northern uh, Aerospace Alliance and Isle of Man. Could you just say just a couple of words about the importance of working the networks generally? Yeah, well, I guess one of the advantages with coming together as a you know as a group, we're we're we're, we're 70, 80 million turnover, 600, 700 employees. So for Enterprise Ireland to commit some resource to working with us, there are no you know Enterprise Ireland from a from a, a bang for your vote measure. EAG is a much uh, attract, more attractive entity to work with for Enterprise Ireland than one or two SMEs popping up every now and then whenever the mood takes them, which is very often what happens in, in SME land is that, you know, we, we get a Figari that we want to go to Wales or Germany or whatever. And, and very often as smaller companies, our, 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 our overseas market development is, is a bit sporadic and, and uh, 
and that would have been my experience for, for, for many years up, up to the formation of EAG that, you know, you might do a show and nothing really bit, so you'd, you'd, you wouldn't go again until next year and you'd get another Figari next year and go again. But I think because of the, 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 the you know, the coming together that was EAG, it gave us a more coordinated, you know, month on month. And there was always some event coming up that if not the, 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 the principal of the company would go, certainly somebody from Takumi or Donlock or whatever would event to keep, the, would go to the event to keep the flag flying and that kept you know it, it kept it kept things churning it kept the leads coming in and and and, and it, it it helped develop the brand that hey ireland does have a subsupply aerospace heritage and is growing it and is winning business and when you've been seeing it shows sometimes people need to see you there a few times before they'll talk to you at all and mm-hmm. i really think we, we we were very successful and, and and will be in the future very successful in 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 developing yes. that brand and um, bear in mind, it, and I've done it myself. You know, it, it's a very onerous thing for for a you know for a, for a, an SME trying to um, make ends meet at home to 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 to, to get, get on an airplane and go to a show and and and, and hoist your flag. You know, it's it's a very hard thing to do. So yeah. if you do it as a group, it's easier. Let's talk about making ends meet. Let's uh, you mentioned BC before COVID. Let's talk about what happened when, unfortunately, everyone went into lockdown. And uh, what happened with the group? Do you want to explain how you you collaborated? Because I know I sat in some of those, and I think it'd be probably quite interesting just to share. You folks came together during the uh, the Corona uh, uh, virus situation and lockdown. True, true. The various events. And, you know, we, we have all visited each other's factories and, you know, many of our management team have got to know their peers and other companies. And we have been bouncing a few balls and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more later on, perhaps, because um, that's part of our strategy going forward to continue that. But the, one of the most interesting uh, ones to come together was that our finance people started talking. That would probably be the last, they're usually the last people to collaborate, you know, because they're usually locked away in their room doing their doing their sums, as I always say, you know. But there was just, you know, everything was happening so fast. And, you know, from, from the start, I remember from the start of March when we just heard rumblings of this thing to by mid-March, we were we were in lockdown. We were, order book had collapsed. We, you know, we didn't know where to come to work or what to do. So, and, and, you know, we were aware that it was government schemes coming, but we'd never heard of the temporary wage subsidy scheme. Uh, the TWSS, as it's called here, we, we you know, we weren't sure how that compared to the COVID unemployment scheme. So our, our finance people kind of put their heads together and and worked that out and worked out perhaps what the best model was for each of the individual companies. There was also some very important benchmarking. So if you were back by 50 percent, it gave you some comfort to know that all the member companies were were really hitting that mark as well as well. And, and, and as, uh, you know, it was good to know then that I think some guys were probably a bit more proactive in, in talking to their banks and getting uh, getting leases and loans postponed. And then, you know, the, the rumor spread fairly quick that, listen, if you rang the banks and, and, and said to them, you know, that leases and loans could be postponed for three and what turned out to be six months, then everybody jumped on that bandwagon. And, we, you know, I think we were ahead of the curve in, 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 in adopting that pro- approach. So the whole thing came about a kind of a, a, an information sharing mechanism for effectively for, for batting down the hatches and, and, and saving cash and, and um, also sharing information then on the on the various supports that were out there in terms of rate rebates and the, uh, the various schemes that Enterprise Ireland were bringing on board. 
And we really took the model that once one person discovered something, we shared it among the other members. And if it was for you, you adopted it or you, you adopted your own version of it. So I think there was a you know business, particularly when it's going bad or when you get a shockwave, it's a very lonely place. And it, it was great to be able to have uh, people in the same boat to, 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 to bounce ideas off of and to realize that, listen, everyone else was, was sharing the same, the same challenges. And as I often said, we were all suffering from the same diseases. So we could find a common cure quicker together perhaps you know i sat in on some of those and i thought it was great uh, especially when covid first kicked in really difficult times but just to see the the group of companies interacting the way they did i thought was you know fantastic and, and undoubtedly that you know probably put you in a better place than you would have been uh, now let's um so let's just talk about uh, going forward i know there's a there's, a, this, there's almost like this new buzzword. There's always new buzzwords with uh, with every generation, but this new normal and beyond. So obviously we've, we've been uh, in this pandemic for a period of time and sadly that may go on for a while yet. How do you see Emerald Aero Group pro- progressing? I know you guys still have regular meetings. You'll, you're obviously looking at, digi- you continue your rollout of digital factory, etc. But What's the new normal and beyond for Emerald Aero Group as, as you see it, Jerry? Yeah, for Takumi, for that I guess one. the other thing that I, I, I neglected to mention about the uh, the lockdown was the, the you know how quickly we adopted uh, you know for, for four or five years a meeting in Emerald involved getting in your car and going somewhere for a meeting. Whereas I think at the start of March, none of us had ever heard of Zoom or Teams. By the end of March, we were all having bi-weekly meetings on 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 zoom and teams and and, mm-hmm. and, and continue to however I, I think by the end of the summer you know by, by by august we were we were kind of zoomed out i think we needed a bit of a face-to-face so we, we had a meeting there uh, last week and and, and uh, in in a suitably social socially distanced uh, in, in, in environment um but it was important to get a bit of face-to-face and i think that that Face-to-face activity will 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 never leave mankind. It will never it will never leave business. You know because I I think business is done by people and 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 um, Zoom for all of its uh, merits, it kind of gets that little bit impersonal. So last year last week we had our meeting and, and I think a bit of um, clear direction has come. There'll be a subtle change in message to our our our. Um, our business development. How does that work then? Because obviously we've got travel restrictions now. Could you share with the listeners how during this time where normally you guys would be out and the guys and girls would be out and about traveling the road as well as your business development team, what sort of format have you adopted so far? Yeah, and perhaps we didn't uh, get into that. I mean, wh- what we do within Emerald Aero is uh, we, 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 we have a, a monthly fee, which we, we literally throw into a, in, into a, into a collective pot. Uh, Emerald Aero is a registered entity. It, it trades as a CLG, a company limited by guarantee. So we use that collect- collective pot to engage business development, sales and marketing professionals with, with industry knowledge and, and, and a contact base in, 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 various, uh, in various markets uh, and geographies. And what we're effectively doing by engaging them is, is we're, um, we're taking them on for a limited time to see if they, can, if they can churn up and if they can make introductions for the member companies. And, and we take it from there. Um, now these guys, because they have a contact base, because they have a, a you know a, a, a list of clients that they've done business with before, they don't necessarily need to be out on the road. 
they have they're connected to industry professionals in the tier ones in in in, in the uh, in the manufacturing companies uh, throughout the world and and you know so that the they're still able to get close to their contacts and leverage their contacts on our behalf so while initially we were ex we were engaging them to say listen look for aero business some of them have contacts in other sectors such as medical device oil and gas uh, even in energy nuclear so we uh, rail so we, we as sub supply companies have heritage in all of of those sectors so mm -hmm. in, it would be just a set a, a subtle change in the marketing we're not going to we're not going to rebrand uh, but we are going to you know we have recognized that the aero opportunity um may may be limited in in the next few months that said there are things like mro there's quite a lot of conversions going on so that's the message going out to our our, our, our consultants is that leverage our other our other our other heritage and explore other markets i mean emerald emerald aero group is really our emerald engineering group as well aren't they because you traditionally you, you're across sectors and uh, you know some have grown stronger than others so in some cases it's going back to roots on areas where you've got it's, it's going well. back to roots and at the end of the day i mean our attitude to it is um let these guys sell wherever they're strong you know okay mm -hmm. we, we could by all means give direction but if if one of our our our, our, our consultants is very strong and nuclear and has good contacts there if that work can be made to fit us, we will certainly explore it, you know, so mm. to me, it's, it, it would be a, an oxymoron to send somebody off on a on a new trail if they already have um, good contacts in any particular industry. And that's the message would be given to them. If they have good contacts wherever they are, we can and will embrace them uh, from from our side. Have you any advice for companies that are looking at the, the UK, I, I know certainly Emerald Aero Group, you've got customer groups in the, the US, France, Germany, uh, Eurozone, UK. Obviously, I work for Enterprise Island on, on the UK side. Have you got any advice for companies uh, looking at the UK per se? We would have done, as a group and as a cluster, we would, and, and with the support of Enterprise Ireland, we, you know, six months, a year ago, we, we did quite a, a deep dive into the effects of Brexit, yeah. uh, into the logistics of our business. And it really will be a logistical challenge, um, particularly at the time in, 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 in Aero, there, there are no subsidies, there's no there's no extra, extra charges uh, likely to be imposed, even under uh, the case of a hard Brexit, because under, MR, under WTO rules, uh, aircraft parts are, are, are duty free. Um, but what will happen is there will be extra paperwork and there will be extra logistical challenges uh, incurred. And I'd like to think that we had a good handle on on the, the challenges and we were, as a group, uh, well versed in what, what we'd be likely to do. What really came out of the last meeting is this Brexit thing is, is coming, COVID or no COVID, Brexit is still going to happen. So we're going to ensure that as a group we take a refresher course in, in coming months and do some, you know, some, some even trial transactions to make sure that we have our supply chain fit for purpose. And I think that's something I say to any company, try to, if you're going to solve this, whether you're in the dairy industry, whether whatever industry you're in, pull together because, you know, no man is an island, two heads are better than one. 
the advice is there, but you can access it better, I think, and digest it better and work on, on better solutions. If you form even informal clusters or informal thinking groups, get together with, 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 your, with, with what you might even consider to be your competitors, get together with them and, and work out a solution because you, you, you'll figure it out better together. Jerry, that, that's very good. In fact, in fact, coming together, I'd just like to add that, uh, obviously with the Brexit scenario and everyone's watching uh, what's happening in the news day by day, we have International Markets Week with Enterprise Island this year. It's happening uh, virtual online. There will be a Brexit unit there. So I will say any, uh, to listeners out there, please make certain you go onto the Enterprise Island site, register for that. If you've got any concerns about the Brexit side, we will have our Brexit team there. Will be on hand to you know, help you through this situation. I think also just as a little roundup from uh, Enterprise Island, we will have our annual supply chain gathering in Ireland, albeit virtual, uh, save the date of the, on the 21st and the 22nd of October. I will be sending out uh, invites to clients, companies. We will have the likes of GKM, Bombardier, Collins, Safran, Boeing, all uh, talking at that event which is spread over three time slots over the couple of days so you we're not asking you to sit there on a zoom or a microsoft teams for the whole day so you can pick and choose the bits so please listen there jerry reynolds takumi md owner chairman of emerald aero group can i thank you very much for your time today i'm sure the listeners will find it fascinating uh this has been sean long from enterprise island part of Evolve UK. Jerry, thank you very much for your time today. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening to Enterprise Ireland's Evolve UK podcast. For more information on Enterprise Ireland and our clients, please visit our website, follow us on LinkedIn, or subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast streaming platform.